Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Welcome to another episode. So this one is going to be a fun one. A few days ago, Brian and I both tested positive for COVID. And so I've actually put off the episode as long as I could before it would air just because I'm a little short short-winded. So my apologies if, you know, if I sound a little labored in my breathing or I'm really going to work to not cough or anything like that as well. So first of all, everybody's story is different. Everybody's story, um, you know, whether you've contracted COVID, we've all been affected by it in some way or another. And so I am just going to share my experience and my story and the way that we have handled things and you may not agree with the way that we have handled things and you know maybe this some maybe this story will bring some of you some comfort but i actually started not feeling well about 6 days ago it was in the evening and you know just kind of after i'd stopped for my day and showered got ready for bed and i got into bed and i was like oh my body is just my body was a little bit achy you know, and, and not like muscle ache from a sore or, or I mean, a, a workout or anything like that. My legs, you know, weren't feeling the greatest, but we had had a snowstorm that day. And, you know, I had done some shoveling and that kind of thing and just been on my my feet most that day. So, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at all thinking that it was something, you know, in this realm. I thought my body was just fatigued. And then the next day I got up and I still... My body was achy. I had no other symptoms. I did not have any congestion. I did not have a cough. I did not have a fever. I did not have a headache. I still had my taste and my smell. All of those, you know, all of those symptoms and everything that you're looking for, my body was just achy. So I thought, okay, maybe this is just like the onset of a cold, something like that. And then, so that day I did go into work. Again, I checked my temperature and everything and I went straight to my office and I just kind of stayed in my office. In fact, I had somebody else even teach my afternoon class for me just because I was like, mm, I had one, I had a, a, another business call that I had to be on prior to that. And then the other is that instead of hurrying and getting done with that call, I just decided to have somebody else teach for me because I just, again, I just wanted to stay away just in case and I wasn't feeling the greatest. Then as the day went on, I felt fine. My body wasn't achy anymore and I started to feel a lot better. And then the next day came about and I got up early and I went and taught my 5 a.m. class and then I came home and things just kind of hit me. Again, then my body started to feel achy and then I started to have just a little tickle in my throat and a little tiny cough. So I was like, okay. And I still was not running a fever. I was checking, I felt like I was checking my fever like every 30 minutes. And I still wasn't running a fever, anything like that. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going into work today. I'm just going to stay home. So during that time, around that time, also, I had a text message from one of our employees that she had 
not been feeling well that weekend and that she, because we had had kind of like two crummy snow days kind of thing. And so she had not been feeling well that weekend. And then she had just received her results and she had tested positive. And so then, of course, like your mind goes to a completely different place then. Then, I kid you not, as I was typing up, the message to let all of our staff know everything that was going on and communicating and getting ready to communicate with everyone. One of our other employees messaged me and she actually has, I believe it's called a whoop. And so it kind of can check check her heart rate and things like that. And she had gotten a notification that, that things were off in regards to that. Well, she had experience with her sister who had also had that same device. And that was her sister's notification as well, right prior to before she tested positive as well. So she contacted me and and I then with having one of our other staff members test positive, and then the second staff member contacting me, she had no symptoms other than her watch, other than her watch telling her that, you know, in tracking her heart rate and everything that, you know, thing, there could be a possibility that something was wrong. So With that first employee telling me she was positive, the second employee telling me that, you know what, she had just had her watch tell her this, and then the third with the fact that I had not been feeling well and kind of going back and forth in my head the last couple days, I was like, you know what, this is it. As a facility, as an owner, like we need to make some fast decisions. And so I said that I was going to get tested, and then I encouraged the other employee to go and get tested as well, and then I contacted Brian, and I was like, listen, we, I really, really think that it would be in the best interest of our clients and all of us if we close down at noon and we all go get tested before we resume anything for the safety of everyone. And so that's the decision that we made. We closed our facility down. And let me tell you, that's the first time that we've had to close the facility since this entire pandemic. So I really actually consider ourselves very lucky and very blessed to be able to not had any problems at all. But I will say that this was like wildfire. And so all together, um, then my husband and myself tested positive. So all together, we had five employees test positive when this has all been said and done. And we have had a couple that have had not tested positive. And we've all had multiple tests as well. So we wanted to make sure that everything was, you know, th- those that did test negative to begin with, that they truly were negative so that we, you know, continue to keep everybody safe. So that being said, those couple individuals in our facility that tested negative, they are the newest to our facility. I mean, they have only been working with us for about three or four months, and I could not be more proud of them. They have stepped up like you wouldn't believe, which just, it's it's so heartwarming and it's so comforting knowing that, the people that we hired and the time that we took, because we took a really long time to make decisions. And we went, Brian and I went through a very long process, a different process than we've done in the past with hiring. And I just, I'm so grateful for the fact of how, how this staff has completely, you know, gone above and beyond. And all of the clients that we had to contact, because that, that's a fear. I mean, that's, that's huge. You stop and you think, oh my gosh, 
how many people have I been in contact with? And obviously running our own business, we are in contact with a lot of people. And so, you know, that is obviously a very, very emotional and a very difficult thing to do. But I cannot even tell you how much I love and appreciate every single one of our members, every single one of our clients, every call that we had to make, every contact, every message that we had to make. There was not a single, single person that acted with any ill will. And it it's just one of those things that it just shows how loving and caring the people that we have that walk into our facility are. And I could not be more grateful for all of them. So then as a parent, okay, so then I had my I had my business hat on. It was a lot of quick decisions. Like I said, it was very, very emotional on top of the fact that then you're just, you're not feeling well in addition to that. And honestly, I'm still not feeling well. And so I'm really going to try to hold it together as I kind of talk about, you know, what it was like, you know, in our, in our family to kind of go through this. So first of all, we have a large family. All of the kids were in the house. And it was kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do, right? And so, I mean, granted, our three older ones, we don't really honestly have a ton of contact with them. I mean, they're all in a, like a separate area of the house, but yet we all share the kitchen. We all share the kitchen space. Otherwise, you know, that's pretty much the common space that we share, of course. And so as soon as we found out our results, we swung into motion and we had everyone but the two youngest, so the three and the five-year-old, tested. Just because one we wanted to know, we needed to know. So, you know, with that being said, like, all of them came back to where they had negative results. But as you know, with this virus, I mean, it's something that even though you test negative the first time, you can still test positive like a day or two later, right? So we had to be very thoughtful and very careful with that as well. And so with that being said, we did a type of, we did isolation. We knew that Brian and I couldn't completely isolate because we still had the two little ones to take care of, but the older ones could isolate themselves. And so, you know, we immediately got them into another location where they could self-isolate. And by doing that, not everybody will maybe agree with that, but that was the the decision that, that we made because at that point, I kind of went into that mode of, okay, I've got, what can I do to keep everybody else healthy? What can I do to keep everybody else safe? And like I said, there might be some of you that don't agree with that action, but that at that moment was the decision I make. I mean, I made. Maybe it wasn't the right decision. Looking back a couple days now on that decision, I do feel it was the right decision to do. And then the other thing that that was just absolutely crazy to me was when we got like the results back and everything, you know, the nurse had said like, since Brian and I tested positive and everything that, and the other kids tested negative, that they were fine to continue on with going to work and as long as they were masked up. And so where... There's completely other things that I've heard that absolutely not. That's not what you need to do because they had no like direct contact and exposure with us. So, um, but obviously the little kids know. And so then, you know, from that point, I needed to make contact with like basketball organizations and 
you know, in dance and gymnastics and school. And so I contacted the school immediately, letting them know. And I was on the phone. Then the next day, with probably with a nurse, probably at least five or six times, it was honest to God, it was one of the most stressful days. Because not only are we like juggling stuff with work, like trying to figure out you know, what to do with people and making sure that we're making the most responsible and the best decisions. But then I'm trying to make also the best decisions for my kids as well. So the three older ones were gone. And like I said, they were in self-isolation in separate locations. But my my third grader was here with us still. And as I'm on the phone with the school, they were telling me that it was like a total of 24 days that she had to be out of school because of the fact that Brian and I were the primary caregivers, there really wasn't any way for her to not be around us. So she had to wait not only for our 10 days to be up, but then her 14 days wouldn't even start till after that. And this child was so confused. And honest to God, I was confused as well. I mean, I understand it all. I really, like, one of the things I really, really try to do is put myself in everybody else's shoes and look at things from everybody else's perspective as well, at least the best that I can. So I understood all of this, you know, from a logical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, I really was struggling with it. And, you know, yes, a lot of it was because I felt like shit. But the other part was that I'm looking, I'm thinking about this child. I'm thinking our children. I'm thinking about our children and how here, you know, she's like, doesn't understand. She's like, I don't understand. I tested negative. And so, you know, explaining to her what it means, you know, that, that we're still carrying the virus and, you know, and that, you know, it still needs to run its course. And after so many days, she still has to wait. And, you know, she just, the fact was, she's like, like, I, I can't go to school for almost a month. And, you know, I got to thinking and I thought, yeah, this, oh my God, this sucks. This sucks so bad. The fact that this, that our kids can't go to school, they can't be social with their friends. They're doing on this, you know, online learning. Then you look at the, the economic standpoint of it. So, after I was done with, say, my 10 days, that would mean that I wouldn't be able to go back to work for another two weeks. And I'm thinking about, okay, the fact that, first of all, fortunate enough that I own my own business, that I don't have to get permission from an employer, but imagining those parents that work hourly, imagining those families that depend on that income and the effects that now they're taking almost an entire, not only were they sick, but now they're taking almost an entire month off because no one else can be around their child. And so at that point, I was like, what else can I do? You know, I I mean, I'm also very much like a problem solver as well, where I try to think of every single possible avenue that could exist in order for things to be different or things to be in a more positive and a more or a better direction. And so I was like, okay, well, what if we can isolate her? What if I can somehow get her isolated away from Brian and I? Because if I was able to do that, then she did not have, I mean, it almost took like a week and a half off of her time. The thing that was very, very interesting 
to me because, and let me tell you, these, these nurses were so amazing and so wonderful. And honestly, like trying to find the best, safest solutions for everybody involved. And we went over like so many different scenarios on being exposed and how having to quarantine and how to quarantine. So if her, her day one, if that could start whenever I could remove her from Brian and I, then by the time she got to day five, she could get tested on or after day five. And if she tested negative, then she may be able to discontinue in-home quarantine on day eight. But that is only if she doesn't have any symptoms. Okay, this gets really, really confusing. So if on day five, she tested negative, then she may be able to discontinue in-home quarantine on day eight. Okay, so then that means boom, 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 fast forward, like tested negative, doesn't have any symptoms, like let's say that everything's like good to go, right? Okay, so that means that on day eight with a negative test, if she, again, has no symptoms on or before day seven and tested negative on or after day five, then she can discontinue in-home quarantine on day eight. Discontinue in-home quarantine on day eight. But she must keep wearing her mask, which they all wear their mask at school anyways. She must keep wearing her mask at all times and monitor all symptoms through day 14. So that means on day eight, like she actually would have been able to go, she actually can go back to school as long as she had the negative test, as long as she's experiencing no symptoms. The stipulation is, the nurse was telling me that she would have to wear a mask at all times. Like the kids get mask breaks periodically throughout the day and then they eat lunch in the classroom. So obviously their masks were taken off at that time. But this meant that she actually would not get the regular mask breaks that the other kids had. If When it was her turn to have a mask break, she had to like be in like an isolated room or be taken to like a different room for a mask break. And then she would have to eat lunch in a room by herself until she landed on that day 14. So, and that's if she went back, like I said, that's if on day five, she tested negative and then didn't have any symptoms. And then on day eight, you know, of course, with that negative test and no symptoms, then that means that she could go back, right? So that was an option. Then if we waited until day 11, again, staying away from Brian and I, not being near us, she was in her isolation away from Brian and I. And that's the other thing is um, learning the difference between isolation and learning the difference between quarantine, which I'll talk about in a second. So that means on day 11, without a test, if she had no symptoms on or before day 10, she could discontinue in-home quarantine on day 11. But again, she must keep wearing her mask at all times and monitor the systems throughout until day 14. So again, she had to keep wearing her mask. She wouldn't be able to take the breaks that the other kids have unless she was in a room by herself to take off her mask. And then again, not eating, you know, with the other kid had to be eating by herself. So, and then you know, if again, her last day of quarantine could be day 14. But of course, that is all only if starting on that day one, she was removed from us or isolated completely from no one else that had tested positive. Okay, so 
The other option was, of course, like I said, to where her day 10 or when my day 10 was up, then that means that she then had another 14 days after that before she could return to school. Well, we have done everything possible so that she could go back to school as soon as possible because that's just what we felt was mentally, honestly, like mentally the best thing for our child. I mean, I think we can all agree that everybody's just been through a lot this year. And if there was a way at all as a parent that I could that I could make that happen or try to make that happen, then I would. Okay, so we removed her from the home. Of course, that was honestly like her first choice was to do that because she missed her teachers already so much and she did not want to be away from her friends. And of course, like I said, I mean, did not understand how she's tested negative and, you know, why, of course, you know, does that mean that she has to, why can I go back to work and why does she still have to miss, you know, school for another 20 or another two weeks after, you know, her dad and I get to go back to work. Okay. So that was the decision that, that we have made. So she has actually been in quarantine in, well, we started out in isolation after they had their first negative test. And then we started out in isolation. And then a couple of days later, we had them take another test. And her second test was negative. And then just today, which today is my day, my day eight. Is today my day eight? God, I don't even know what day it is for me. No, no, no. Actually, actually it is my day it is my day eight, but she was still exposed to me for a couple of days prior to before we could, or a day before we could move her out of the house. No, no, no. It's my day seven. I'm sorry. And so she actually had another test today and was negative. And the reason we did that was she was with her siblings before, and we wanted her to be able to be with grandma and grandpa. And so she has had three negative tests and has not been around any of us for five days now. And so, or any of us that have tested positive. And so we wanted her to be able to be with someone that was, not that our siblings aren't fantastic, but somebody that was just a little bit more nurturing. And so, but we also wanted to make sure that we were not taking the chance and exposing my parents you know, and risking uh, risking them as well. And so my parents both had tests just to be safe. And then, you know, like I said, Aiden had, this was her third test today and she was negative. So she is now actually staying in quarantine with my mom and dad. And so what we have decided then is that honestly, I could have her go back on her day eight, but I'm going to wait. That's like, when you look at like the week, it's like on a Friday. So I figure if I can give it another couple more days, and have her go back on her day 11, then that means that as long as she's not having any symptoms, and like I said, she's had a test and she she feels absolutely fantastic. So if I can go back, have her go back on her day 11, then the other thing I'm looking at is the fact that then that's just four more, 11, 12, 13, 14, that's just four more days that she can't have those regular mask breaks like the other kids and doesn't have to keep eating by herself. So that's just four more days that at least that she could go back. She can be around her teachers. She can be around the kids. She just has to wear her mask inside and outside, even on the playground. And then, like I said, she needs to eat by herself until her day 14 is up. So 
That is the choice that we have made. And then our other children, because they've also had multiple negative tests, they have been told by the nursing staff that they spoke with after their testing that they are absolutely fine to go ahead and resume their normal activities. So it is so interesting to me, and I think that probably all of us can agree that everybody... (laughs) Everybody has different guidelines. I mean, everybody's trying to kind of stay, I think, with, you know, obviously, like, what the CDC has said. But at the same time, like, even in this school district that my daughter's in, I spoke with another school district, and they actually will not take even a rapid test at all. They won't take the results from a rapid test. Then I talked to um, another school district where we know the superintendent, and that is not even their protocol. Theirs is just the 14 days. And then my kids, I mean, and then like the YMCA, holy cow. So then that was totally different with basketball, even. Like they said, because she had had these negative tests and that she wasn't around us even, that she actually could have played like in her basketball game, like four days after, because it had been Within that time frame, she would not have been exposed to us anymore, and she had the results of two negative tests, but we decided not to have her play in that weekend game and that we were going to wait, and then she could resume practice. We just wanted one more test to make sure and to be sure, and we didn't, you know, we wanted to make sure that all isolation and everything like that, that none of the kids, you know, were, or that all the kids, other kids were testing, you know, negative as well. So they had a completely different they had a completely different guideline that they followed, but that gentleman was absolutely fantastic. Like, and they did a whole bunch of tracking and everything like that. So again, extremely emotional, extremely frustrating because no matter who we spoke to, it was different. It was different guidelines. It was different things that they told you on quarantining and isolation and, Again, just very, very frustrating because you're trying to do what is best. And you know what? I could have completely surrendered to all of it. I could have had all eight of us stay in the house for 24 days because that's really what it would have been. Well, except Brian, I would have kicked him the hell out of the house because he has zero symptoms and he honestly, like, I cannot wait till his 10 days are over. Like I said, he has no symptoms. I mean, it kind of sounds like he might have a little cold. In fact, okay, that was the other thing is that in fact, so when he called to get his test, they asked if he had any symptoms and he said no. And they said, well, you know, we can't really offer you, you know, any type of a rapid test or anything like that because you have no symptoms. And he's like, well, you know, like I lost my voice, but it's not like my throat hurts. And he goes, and they said, well, that's just laryngitis. You know, where I'm glad that, hey, they're not being like, you know, kind of crazy, like everybody gets a test. But at the same time, the fact that he was exposed to an employee that was positive, I would have thought that that would have pushed it to where they would have allowed him to get a rapid test. So of course, we just found a different place that would allow him to get a a rapid test. And thank goodness we did, because we knew right away, you know, within those 20 minutes or whatever, that he was positive, and then we could react on what we were doing from a business standpoint as well. But like I said, you may not agree with it, but as a parent, that was the choice that I made. I made the choice to the fact that I had multiple kids without symptoms and tested negative 
my first thought was that I don't want to keep them here because if I keep them here, then I am putting them at risk. And so the best choice for us to make was complete isolation for them until we could wait a couple more days and then they got their second test. But that's not even what the nursing staff told us on the phone. They had said that because or even though Brian and I had tested positive, as long as they did not have any contact with us, they could mask up and they could still resume their daily activities, at least for the older kids. Obviously, that's completely different guidelines for my daughter's school as well. So just trying to juggle all of that, honestly, like educating myself and learning about all of that, asking tons and tons of questions. Again, I don't know if we did the right thing, but I will tell you this, is that they have all, they have had multiple tests now. One of them is back home with us, but the other three have had three tests each now, and they are in separate isolation places, and they are all negative. So the fact that I feel like at least I was able to, or at least we were able to keep them from contracting the virus, to me, is a success. At the same time, as a parent, it's absolutely heartbreaking to me that my third grader, that I am not honestly going to see her for two weeks. Though we FaceTime a lot and everything like that, and she's doing remarkably like, remarkably well with it, especially as a nine-year-old having three tests. I mean, those of us that have had the tests, it's not the most comfortable thing. And the fact that she's done this now three times, you know, has been something that I definitely commend her for, but she's just so determined to stay healthy and make sure grandma and grandpa stay healthy since that's who she's with now and to return back to school. And then, so our two little girls, they, they're fine. They have no, not even a runny nose. They are running around this house like, banshees and, you know, destroying everything absolutely possible. Brian and I are trying to get as much work done from home as we can, you know, as far as, you know, I, my symptoms still have not been the greatest. Today's actually the first day that I've actually felt pretty good. I, let's see, symptom wise, really, like I said, I just started out with the aches. And then as the days kind of progressed on, you know, then I just kind of had like this scratchy voice. My throat has not hurt. I feel like I just have a horrible, horrible head cold. Like I just feel like I have all this pressure in my head. My nose isn't stuffed up. I can breathe pretty clearly out of my nose. My nose isn't running. I have a headache. Like I said, I have a little bit of a cough. The smell, the taste thing's kind of weird. I haven't lost like it's not like completely lost. I just can't like completely taste everything. Or like I was making like this egg casserole kind of thing this morning and it, you know, I mean, it had like pretty strong sausage and everything in it and I could smell nothing. So that's kind of a weird thing to deal with as well. But I will say, here's the things that we have been doing is from a health standpoint. I mean, obviously like cleaning everything, you know, as much as possible, but then we're going to give everything like a really, really good scour, you know, when, when all of our days are up before the other ones actually come back in the house. And then we had, we've had the clinic deep cleaned more than once. The day that we actually found out, God bless Brian's brother, like he's already gone through COVID. And so he came in and 
and cleaned and disinfected the clinic for us. And then we had a whole crew come in as well and even do a deep clean. So, you know, staff has been fantastic at work in addition to that. But, you know, this is obviously something that is causing everyone a lot of stress. I mean, we're obviously coming through it on the other side. In fact, by the time that this episode airs, everybody should be kind of home free in regards to getting back to work and play and school and everything in in that sort. So, but I guess one thing out of all of this is, again, I learned more lessons as a parent. I'm learning lessons as a wife because this is the most time that Brian and I have actually ever been together. And then the other thing is, just how good people are, like how absolutely wonderful the people in our community, the people in our church community, the people in our our members in our gym, the people that uh, we get to treat every day, our staff, just how much we love and appreciate all of them and how they have given us so much love, so much support dropped baskets and food and games for the kids off at the house, the teachers and everything at the school, just the the emails that they send checking in on kids and, you know, different staff members dropping off an iPad and and other books. And it's just, just the texts and the emails and the messages. It's just, it's, it's completely like overwhelming, but so good to know that there's there's so much more good out there in in our world than sometimes what we see on the news and social media that that our our community and our people that we're around every day are just the absolute best and to be honest from a healing standpoint it has been something that has been extremely extremely helpful so from the bottom of my heart i can't thank all of you enough for just for one, from the very beginning, the response that you had and the acceptance that that you've given me and my family as well. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.